Hello and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's that Eric Delala. Phil, great to be back with you again for another week at the Breckenridge Brewery Farm Home. It's a farmhouse, but we're making it a farm home. Of course. We're out in Littleton uh, here off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. That's right. That's where we are every Monday from 5.30 until about 6.15, breaking down Broncos victories. That's right, Phil, and there was a victory yesterday. Yeah, there was a victory. We're going to be uh, breaking down the game, uh, talking about what head coach Nathaniel Hackett had to say today on this Monday. Uh, really handled his press conference pretty well, I think, uh, Eric. So we'll, we'll get into that. And then, of course, we're also live on the Broncos' official YouTube page. We're looking for your questions. We're going to answer them. This is really an interactive experience. That's the most important thing, Phil. We're going right to the source. We're going right to the fans. What do they want answered? That's we're, what we're here to talk about. We're, man, we're people of the, of the people. We're people of the people. That's right. We're, we're the show for the people. That's right. NZ Nation, you know what's up. They know what it's, what it's yeah. all about. So, Erica, let's just get into what Nathaniel Hackett had to say today. He said, look, communication has got to be better. The operation of things needs to be better. But it's easier to make those corrections after a win. Yeah, I mean, let's start with that. The Broncos did win yesterday, despite everything that went wrong. They were able to find a way to get a win. That's really important, obviously. History does not look kindly on teams that start 0-2. Certainly, the last three or four years, teams that have started 0-2 have not made the postseason. So it was critically important for the Broncos to get that win, and it was not always pretty, Phil. It was not pretty for most of the game, but they found a way to get that done. But for them to beat better teams in this league and that starts this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers they've got to clean things up and that starts with clock management fourth down decisions uh, first and foremost and then you go to the red zone where the Broncos are 0 for 6 over the first two weeks of the season one of two teams to not score in the red zone so far this year or score a touchdown in the red zone so far this year so those things all need to get cleaned up and you mentioned it right off the top I thought Nathaniel Hackett took accountability he showed humility he showed that hey, he's willing to shoulder this blame, but he knows it needs to get fixed, and it's going to be a priority. Yeah, these things with the Broncos where, um, hey, Montreal Washington isn't out there to yep. to receive the punt. Um, unsure of whether they're going to go for it on fourth down, whether they want to kick a field goal on fourth down, that indecision there, that starts from the top down. And it was good to hear Hackett say, look, I'm the head coach of this team. It starts with me, and uh, those things just need to be crisper. What, what do you think it's going to take for the operations to just be a little bit cleaner here? Because two weeks into the season, I think it's understandable that, look, this is a new head coach, quarterback pairing. These guys are working together for the very first time. This is a new coaching staff that uh, Nathaniel Hackett said it today. They haven't worked together that much. So some of these things I think will just naturally get ironed out. But some of them, it seems like they need to make this a priority to get it fixed. Yeah, absolutely. I think some of it is simplifying, simplifying the process. Sounds like there's either going to maybe think about how many people are in Nathaniel Hackett's ear, who all is giving him information, try to get him that information sooner. He said when he calls plays, he likes to think a player to a head. Well, the same thing's got to be the case with game management. So if it's second and ten, and you know, uh, hey, maybe we got a couple, maybe we got three plays here to get a first down instead of just two and kicking it on fourth down, that sets you up better, I think, to make some of these decisions. Or, hey, you know, it, it's about to be, it's third and five right now. Can we think ahead to if it's fourth and one at the goal line? What are our percentages to go for it there, so that you know as you're calling that play and you know in the moment instead of as the 40 seconds start to tick down, now you've got to make that decision quickly. You've got to get it. Then you've got to get a play call. You've got to get it to Russell Wilson. You've got to get to the line. If you can think a little bit ahead, I think it's going to help some of that stuff. But what I would say, Phil, is you could watch this team and there could be serious issues with the offense. I saw a stat today that the Broncos have the most yards per drive, I think, of any team in the NFL. And so there are not serious issues with this offensive unit. And I, I think that that is – if you had serious issues with the offense and the clock management was fine, I think you'd be in a worse situation because then it would be like, well, this system isn't necessarily working or having Russell Wilson here isn't necessarily working. I don't think either of those things are the case. I think I think you see some correctable issues that can be fixed. And the, the foundation, the structure of this offense is in a good place. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously they're working through things here. And 
the test is going to get a lot tougher starting on Sunday. The Broncos, I think, coming into the season, thought that the first week certainly did, Eric, these first two weeks, facing teams that the Broncos should easily beat. Yep. But it's been a struggle. I mean, uh, certainly uh, losing to Seattle and then yesterday against the Texans, that was not how I thought that game was going to go. I mean, if you watch ready for kickoff, right. Eric, I thought the Broncos were going to score 38 points. That's right. And I, I did say I, I was a little bit off. I thought it was going to be a seven-point win, or six-point win, I think I said. You so did say that. You should listen to me probably moving forward. But the important thing was, despite how poorly they played, despite some of these mistakes that I think are correctable, the defense played lights out again. Defense played really well. I mean, if the defense doesn't play like that, you're talking about an 0-2 start. Yeah, but the defense did play well, and the offense, Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton in particular, came alive when it mattered most. And that shows you kind of the benefit of having a great quarterback is that things can go wrong all day and you still find a way to win. Russell said that in his post-game press conference. I've been up, he said it, he's been a part of some ugly wins in the NFL. All that matters is that you get the win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the season when you look back at it, who cares that you know some of these things didn't go well? There's a W next to the, to the Texans game, and that's really all that counts. But I, I agree, Eric. Just simplifying the process I think is going to make things a lot easier. You know, sometimes when there's – too many chefs in the kitchen nobody's in charge it's hard to make a nice meal you know mm. and so somebody just needs to be in charge because it does seem like to me at times when Russ comes over like say they call timeout and Russ comes over there's like even at that point there's more discussion like hey what do you want to do here what are you seeing out there how are you feeling what what looks good to you at some point there just needs to be somebody who says look I'm in charge here this is what we're doing and now that could be Russ, you know, like it's possible that like, say, say Hackett's like, we're going for fourth here. Here's two plays. You pick whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if we're at that point at this part of the season, but I think what is true is that you think of the Ravens, like that famous clip of John Harbaugh saying, Lamar, yeah, you, you want to go, you for, it? go for it? Yeah. You want to go for it? They make that decision quickly. And then there was a play ready to go. And so I think, You've just got to make one of those decisions ahead of time, whether it's, hey, we're going to go for it on fourth here, or, you know, uh, and you have that settled ahead of time, or if you haven't decided if you're going to go for it or not, at least have a play ready if you are going to go for it so that you're deciding in those 40 seconds, maybe in 15 seconds you decide, okay, we're going for it, let's go, let's get up to the line. Now you've got time to figure things out. You get set, you don't have any pre-snap penalties. Because some of the pre-snap penalties we've seen, Phil, I think is because they're rushing to get up to the line. They're trying to get the playoff before it hits zero. Obviously, people started counting to help out a little yes, bit. Yes, they did. Um, I think these things will get cleaned up, but simplifying the process and thinking a little bit ahead down the road, not this play, but two or three plays ahead, I think will really help the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, just uh, cleaning that things up, I think that that is what – initially got fans a little bit frustrated yesterday obviously uh the broncos fan base is uh they know football you know what i mean they they've seen what good football looks like they know how this is supposed to look and when things aren't going well they, it's it's easy to identify it and understandably they were upset during the game nathaniel hackett afterwards said i'd be booing too you know yeah. i mean he gets it you know and i think that uh i think he appreciates the fan base i know i certainly do uh, Randy Gregory was like, hey, these guys need to chill out a little bit. But I think that booing, when you go to a game, you're allowed to boo. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that maybe the players who haven't been here for the last six years might not have a, a sense of is that frustration. Say, say this was 2017, Phil. Gary Kubiak's just retired. Uh, the Broncos are, have just gone 9-7. and seven. They're a year removed from the playoffs. If the stuff that happened yesterday happened, I don't think there would be the same sort of reaction. I think people would be like, okay, well, it's a new head coach. It's the first-time head coach. We're figuring things out. That's okay. Everything that happens now, people are carrying with them the weight of the last five consecutive losing seasons. So it's not just the Broncos lose a game in Seattle. It's yeah. not just the Broncos are, are struggling with time management. It's that they're struggling with this after five years of difficulties. And so that's, there's, there's I think that's up frustration. Right. So that's you know? what goes with it. It's not, it's not that that one decision was the issue. It's that that decision after half a decade of, you know, struggles, yeah. that's what people are frustrated with. Uh, I mean, it's understandable. Uh, of course. You know, there's just been a, a lot of really good football here. And then 
the last couple of years, not so great football. And so it was just some built-up frustration, I think. But they found a way to win. That they was, found a that way was to win. important. And I, yes, I think that was today's press conference, to me a little bit, Phil, if you didn't know what happened yesterday, you might have assumed that the Broncos lost the way that that press conference went. Yeah, but I, I think it's important for the team internally to certainly approach things like that. Like, sure. look, we won, but look, that was not pretty. It's got to be better. That that needs to be better. A lot and better. Like, we got to work on these things. And I think the other thing that was frustrating about it, Eric, was some of the similar mistakes that happened in Seattle. We sat here and we were like, look, that's a tough place to play. It was really loud. That's why there was some miscommunication here. The Broncos are working on it. Those same mistakes popped up once again. The penalties, pre-snap stuff, the delay of games. I think that was also part of the frustration was that it was at home and it was the second week in a row. Yeah, and, you know, I wonder if the Broncos maybe last week as they evaluated, they said we're not going to have to worry about some of this stuff at home, so let's we don't need to take as close a look at it. After this week, Phil, I think they know – They've got to evaluate this thing really uh, thoroughly, extensively, and figure out what can we do to make this better because you can't afford against a team like San Francisco, certainly with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's taken them to the NFC Championship last year, a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You can't afford to just lose three points because a delay a game pushes you out of field goal range. Yeah. You can't afford to get in the red zone and not succeed down there. You can't afford to just to burn timeouts that you might need later. Those things won't fly when you're trying to beat a good team. And this week you certainly can't count on the defense to keep the 49ers to just nine points out of the end zone. I mean, that was a spectacular defensive performance. No, you're going to need to score 20-plus in this game. Yeah, I think if the defense held the Niners to 17, 20 points, I think that that would be a really great effort. Yeah, Broncos are going to need to get into the 20s to win this game. Eric, the Broncos are averaging 16 points per game. That's right. They, they need four more points at least. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's reset the show here a little bit. Phil Milani alongside Eric Dalala. We are live on the Broncos YouTube page. We're out here at Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse. Trying to make it a farm home. Trying to make it a farm home. We're here every Monday from 530 to about 615, normally to the lead up of the first Monday night football game. That's right. But tonight, there's I think there's how many games on tonight? There's like six games yeah, on tonight. That's right. Yep. When Joe and Troy slide into their seats, yeah, that's normally that's when we slide we, out of these. We slide out, yeah. They need the camera for their... Well, the ESPN executives were like, look, we can't be competing. Yeah, they were like, we so, can't have you guys doing this. It's understandable. But tonight, there's football started at like 11 a.m., I think. I think so, yeah, exactly. Uh, since we're live on the Broncos' YouTube page, we're looking for comments, questions. Type them in there, and we'll uh, answer them here live on the show. Uh, DJ Lord Buck. Wow. That's quite the handle. Yep. Erica. He says, hey, that guy is sucking down beers. Which guy? I don't know. Where We've got about the here? same amount of beer left. Luke Wright says he's been drinking beers since he's 15 years old. JK, love you, Eric. So uh, maybe, maybe. Who said the second comment? Uh, Luke Wright. Luke Wright. Is that one of your friends? I don't think so. Sounds be. like he could be one of my friends. Luke Wright also says, who would win one-on-one in a basketball game between us? <laughs> we don't know. We really no, don't your, know. Your height, I think, would help you. Yeah. Uh, since I'm 7-1, yep. I do have a little bit of an advantage. That's right. You know, I just put my arms up and I'm dunking the ball. Yeah. 380, so, but you wear it very well. 380. Very dense. <laughs> yeah. It's very dense, so you got to appreciate that. Uh, Brandon Walker. Hey, fellas. Hey, Brandon. Brandon, thank you very much. What did you think of the continued red zone issues, Erica? That is obviously a topic of discussion here because the Broncos, when they get close to the end zone, it just seems like things don't click right. Uh, Russell Wilson said after the game, look, we thought that Corlin Sutton had that touchdown. The whole stadium had the touchdown. To have that taken away, it was sort of a momentum shift. Then they went right back to Corlin Sutton on the same play. That didn't work, and then all of a sudden it's third down. Yeah, Phil, I even tweeted that it was a touchdown, and if I tweet it, you know. That it's not true. <laughs> I think it might be a little bit mental at this point. Six trips in. Um, I think there was something to be said that they went right for Cortland on that first down play to try to say, hey, let's, let's put this away. His foot was just a fraction of an inch out, and then after that it felt like there was some sort of it was a letdown. Uh, yeah. And so they've, they've got to figure it out. Obviously, execution's important. There were no penalties down there really this time. Nathaniel Hackett said today 
again, one of the things he took responsibility for was he's got to make sure he's calling better plays. And so, to me, I don't know if that means it could mean being under center instead of in shotgun. It could mean, you know, Javante, they ran the ball, I think, one time in six goal-to-go plays. Could mean, and Javante picked up four yards down to the one on one of his plays. Could mean, hey, let's, let's just power it in there from a yard out under center, hand it off to Javante or Melvin and let him get in there. Um, but the, the execution has to be better too because there was one play where Javante Williams is wide open in the end zone. Russ tries to get him the ball. Just kind of an, I don't know if you want to call it unlucky or what do you want to call it, but the ball goes off a defender's helmet. What would you like to call it? I would like to call it unlucky. Okay, that's what you want to call it? Yeah, what would okay, you want to call, nice it? Way to call it? That's a nice way to call it. Well, Eric, I guess... The thing that's been surprising is that leading into the season, we thought, okay, the Broncos actually should be really good in the red zone yep. because they got a couple of big weapons, Albert O, Cortland Sutton. You'd think that these guys are going to win a lot of jump ball situations. And then you thought, okay, the running backs that they have are really good around the goal line. Melvin Gordon has a nose for the end zone, yep. really good around there. And then Javante Williams is like that bull who can just plow into there. So I think we were expecting this team to be really good. Uh, in the red zone. That play you're talking about where he tried to throw it to Javante, that has been making its rounds on social media. Uh, I think that Russ is a little slow to get to him there. Um, and in general, I think that it is a little bit hard for Russ when he's in the pocket there so close to the to the end zone. Things are happening really fast right behind the line. It, I think there are some just natural challenges there. And Russ, I think, likes to get out of the pocket. He, he really likes to create that second play. And usually I think that would put a lot of stress on the defense. We haven't quite seen that just yet. And look, the Broncos have been really close. I mean, that yep. Eric Tomlinson play in Seattle, really close. The Albert O play there where he lands right before the goal line. They've been close, but I do think that there are some challenges that they, they just need to get the execution, I think, to me, is is a bigger thing. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I think it's just a matter of time because Russ has been very successful in the red zone during his career. So it's not like this is a, a major flaw in his game that has just been following him throughout his career. That's not the case. They've been really good. The Packers, when Nathaniel Hackett was in Green Bay, were really good in the red zone. Obviously, they called it the gold zone. Maybe we got to go back to calling it the gold, gold zone. Maybe that like could be better. Um, I think they're, Nathaniel Hackett said today they're still figuring out what works well for both of them. He said he needs to tailor things a little bit more for Russ. I think he said whatever Russ wants to do, whatever makes Russ comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. that's what we're going to do. I, I think they're still figuring out, and I know it's it's frustrating because these games all count, especially for a team that has playoff aspirations, but I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. Hopefully this coming week they figure it out. But it, listen, Phil, they're – there are teams – I went back and did a little bit of research in terms of not getting into the end zone you the first couple weeks DVOA of the season. Not, that, no, not quite that not far. Not that deep. But I, I would say the teams that struggle, like the teams that have not scored touchdowns through two weeks in the red zone over the last several years, they generally only have one or two or three red zone trips. They're just not – they're not good at getting down there at all, and so they're not scoring. Just the Bron- bad offense in general. Right. The Broncos have shown they're good at getting down there. They've gotten down there six times. You know, they've thrown – I think three of them have come on big pass interference calls that have got them down inside the five-yard line. I mean, they've shown a propensity to make big plays, to get down there. They've just got to figure it out. It's not like this is an inept offense. They have that big playability. They have the ability to drive the ball down the field. They've just got to find a way to punch it in. And once they do that, I think that's when you'll see this thing turn and they'll get rolling. Yeah. Maybe it just takes a a little bit of a momentum. I think just one and then – Yeah, then the monkey's off their back. Right. Yeah. But the next time they get in the red zone, it's gonna be some pressure. Yeah, that'll be that'll be what people talk about. And yeah. until you until you do it, do it, it doesn't matter. Uh, we got a comment here from Dylan Williams. We need to trust Russ more, be better in time management. We didn't pay a whole lot of money for him, just not to cook. Well, I, I mean, I think they tried to cook yesterday. The, yeah. the issue was, and you know, there were some thoughts about. Russ's stat line and it wasn't all that great and his pass rating was, was six for nineteen in the first half. At one point, yeah. The at halftime. At halftime. The I mean I don't want to dismiss the other receivers there, but you were at a point where you had Cortland Sutton who had a really nice game and I think is showing what he can do as a top receiver in this offense. And then you had 
a rookie in Montreal, Washington. You had Tyree Cleveland, who has not played very much football at all. You had Kendall Hinton, who is a practice squad player that was promoted up for the day. I mean, it, it was no. not the, – the weapons that the Broncos were supposed to have offensively, three of the four top weapons did not play – or were not in wow. the game after Jerry the Judy got half. hurt. K.J. Hamler obviously missed the game. Jerry Judy got hurt. And Tim Patrick is out for the season, never played a game. And that actually might be the biggest reason they're so – they've struggled in the red zone is that Tim was the go-to guy inside the five-yard line, inside the 10-yard line because he would go up and make a play. They've missed him. And – and yesterday, so some of the rust, I think, is that he didn't have a lot to work with necessarily. I heard a couple of funny uh, bumpers on the radio. Oh, yeah? Uh, one was, uh, Russ can't cook without the groceries. Okay? That, I think that that was funny. <laughs> That's what you thought? Yeah. That was pr- I laughed while I was in the car. Yeah. The other thing I heard was, uh, not only is the honeymoon over with Nathaniel Hackett, they're in marriage counseling. That was a little bit harsh, but it was funny. Harsh, harsh. But it was funny. What I, what I would say about Russ is this, is that last year or previous years here in Denver, if you had that receiving core, and we, certainly, with Phil, we've seen, yeah, we've seen this team have that sort of talent at receiver where it would have been brutal. Cortland's out for the year or Jerry's missing this much time or, or whatever, you would have really struggled. I think they would have had a hard time moving the ball or scoring at all. The fact that Russ was still able to find a way – He's throwing a pass down the seam to Eric Saubert for a touchdown. Eric Saubert works really hard. I, I think an important piece of this offense, Eric Saubert is not Travis Kelsey. No. You know, and so the fact that they were still able to get it done, I think speaks to what Russ brings to this offense, even in even in games that are not going his way. And Draymond Jones put it, uh, I, I thought, really well is that we just knew we had to keep getting stops because at some point we knew Russ was going to come through and we have a lot of faith in him. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, let's talk about the injuries a little bit sure. here, Eric. Uh, they, just two weeks into the season, have really piled up. I mean, so much so that yesterday when we were talking on the postgame show, I kind of forgot about... The Broncos postgame live? Broncos postgame live. Where do you watch that? That's on all of the Broncos social media channels. Why isn't, why isn't, why isn't this on all the social media channels? This is a YouTube special. I, I heard TikTok really wanted to see it. We should talk to Amanda. I don't know. She says yeah, just YouTube. She, yeah, she tells us. I'm not sure why. Amanda, of course, is here along with uh, yeah. Ben Swanson. Ben Swanson is the filter for the comments. How's he doing? So, I mean, if you want to get your comment in. The lighting has been really nice so far. He's worked on that. He's talked to management. It's it's it early still. Out. Yeah, I think the audio is, should be better. Yeah, who knows? If they can't hear you, it's definitely better. Okay, I... Injuries. Yeah, injuries. That's what we wanted to talk about. They're just really starting to pile up. Tim Patrick. (laughs) Yeah, my beer's almost gone. (laughs) What are we talking about? Uh, Tim Patrick hurt before the season started. Yep. KJ Hamler still working his way back from that ACL hip injury. Yep. Played the first game. Didn't play the last game. They need, they're going to need him. They're going to need him this week. Who knows if he's Who knows? available? Yeah. Who knows? Well, if you go uh, every other, Jerry. Ju- yeah, exactly. Jerry Judy, day to day. We'll see if he's uh, okay. Broncos got good news on his. Uh, I believe it's a shoulder, rib, chest injury that he sustained. I think so. So an upper body, kind of a, kind of a vast upper body. I really thought that he just had the wind knocked out of him, but uh, turned out to be a little bit more than that. Yeah. Landed on the ball. Defender landed on him. That Those, would be the, painful. I mean, it's not it's not a basketball that you're landing on. These footballs, they're they're hard. They're hard. A basketball is very hard too. You think as hard? They're both hard. Uh, Quinn Miners injured. That's true. That first game. Uh, not sure if he'll be ready to go. Yeah. Billy Turner, of course, not uh, available so far this season. Did you have something to add? Well, I was gonna say Pat Sertan as well. Kind of. Oh, in that, well, I'm going through the offense right now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Now to the defense. Pat Sertan, got good news on him, Eric? Yep, day-to-day, shoulder. He had a shoulder, Yeah, we think. Potentially. Potentially a shoulder injury. He's day-to-day. The Broncos got good news on him there, but Justin Simmons already on IR. Josie Jewell has not played these first two games. I would think he'd be back this week. I think they thought he was going to be back last week, but not able to Well, I think he's going to be back this week. So you think? He practiced at the end of last week. He was questionable. That Normally that leads you into a... A play. A go this week. You think he's going to be a go? I think Josie Jewell will play this week. That's my guess. Uh, Kwan Williams is playing with a cast. Is that true? Yeah, he played yesterday with a cast. I didn't even notice. He played well. 
He did play well, but it's hard to intercept the ball with the Maybe cast. you should put two casts on. If you put two casts, you played twice as good. It's true. Eric, uh, why do you think – do you think it's just bad luck? Yeah, I mean, listen, this just happens. Teams go through these little spurts where you get banged up. Um, knock on wood. I mean, I don't even – I don't love even talking about this in general, but the Broncos have had one, like, major long-term – The Tim Patrick. The Tim Patrick is kind of the, the worst of the bunch. Justin Simmons is going to come back. Pat Sertan and Jerry Judy both kind of, it sounds like, survived these scares because it could have been. I was scared. You were scared, scared, yeah. You called me and you said, Eric, I'm scared. Yeah. I said, Phil. Just calm down. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. I needed the lights on. Yeah. Hug your blankie. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. But you were scared. It's okay. It was scary. Uh, And then, like, Josie, they've survived that, you know, if he can come back this week. You talk about a. A Billy Turner. I thought Cam Fleming, he's not been perfect, but I, thought, he, I well. thought he's been pretty good, especially in Seattle, which is the game that the Broncos lost, of course, where I thought maybe there's more of a pass rushing threat. I thought he did really nice. He did a good job blocking. Quinn Miners hurts, but he nice. was he was out on the side field last week running around, and so... Some side field action. You huh? hope... I, you love this. A side lot of field. people like to watch the main field field. You watch the side field. I like field. to watch the side field. Yeah. What's you, going on over there? Exactly. What's really That's happening? That's where the real news That's is. That's how you know. Yeah. Um, They're going to be okay, I think. This is. I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, should they have played in the preseason to kind of toughen up? A lot get, of callus. Yeah. Callous. Of course, yes. A former term that we like to use yeah. around these parts. The, it, well, the, these things haven't been like um, a hammy, you know. They haven't been a lot of those type no of packs. Huh? No packs, no I don't packs. think. You know, uh, I believe they call those soft tissue. Yeah. You know, these have been just like bangs and well, dings. And Quinn Miners is a hammy. Yeah, but the quad for Justin. Okay, J- Quinn was a hammy, but he played in the preseason. Yeah. So it makes you think. Uh, but some s- of these other guys, like Jerry Judy, he just landed on the ball like yeah. that. I mean, that's not preseason or not. That's not going to affect no. anything. So. And these, it's it's a dangerous game. It's a violent game. It's a violent sport. They're it's trying gonna, to make it safer. Though. It's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Luke Wright says, this might be a weird question, but do you think they should go out and look at Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, I, I do think that the wide receiving core, well, let me say, if Jerry Judy is, is truly day-to-day and could potentially play this weekend, I think you're okay for now. Because I do – I'm hopeful that K.J. Hamler is able to come back after a week of rest. That kind of, that's kind of what Nathaniel Hackett made it sound like last week, that he just needed to be – kind of eased back a little bit. Take it easy. And so if you have Hamler, Judy, and Sutton, I think you're still okay. But the Broncos are certainly in a position where if they have another long-term injury, I don't know if it's OBJ, but they're going to need to figure out what to do because – what happened yesterday I don't think was sustainable in terms of yeah long term success right in terms of if you play the the Chiefs and you got to match them touchdown for touchdown I think you need a little bit more juice and one guy that we should juice. mention Phil the uh, juice is really Nathaniel important Hackett loves juice everybody does I think everybody a lot of people wants like juice. some juice everybody likes that orange juice apple juice pomegranate pomegranate juice pineapple pineapple juice yeah. cherry juice Cherry juice reduces inflammation. The players drink a lot of it. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. That's how I know cherry You just juice. drink milk generally. Yeah. Whole milk. Yeah. Just, just Whole yeah. milk. Yeah. Not even pasteurized. No. Straight from the source. That's right. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I would say one, one thing in terms of receivers, it's worth noting that Greg Dulcich is eligible to come off IR in two weeks. Yeah, and that I forgot about him. Don't You've for, been watching that side field, I, haven't you? Yeah. When you watch the side field and you see those locks see and those quads, yep. you know what's coming. Yeah, what's coming? I think a potential boost to the little Tubs. offense. Potentially some, some tugalicious. Tugalicious. Oh, the plural is tugalicious. I think so. But w- with Greg, he's not like a – he's not as big as an Albert O, and so I think he's more of like a guy that – Maybe you, pl- maybe you play in the slot. Ooh. He's going to be a mismatch there on some linebackers. If he comes back, I think he could have an impact, and you could say, okay, we're in a better spot than maybe we were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, you saw the Broncos move up Kendall Hinton. You know, that, that was their move this week. I think if there's more injuries, they're going to have to, they're going to, have to go outside. Ooh. That's, my, just, that's just my take there here. Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, we had a good question here. Hold on a second. This one is from Resto Ron. Resto Ron. And it, and it was Resto to Ron? Ben. He says, I'm paraphrasing here. What do you think about Hackett saying he's not considering relinquishing play calling duties or adding help for game management? He's like, look, I just need to clean this up. Uh, it's going to be fine. I don't need to make any big changes right now. You trying to get me heated over here? Let's go. Resto Ron wants to know. The Broncos, Russell Wilson threw for 340 yards in week one. 340 yards. One touchdown. One touchdown. The Broncos moved the ball in the fourth quarter. They moved the ball early. Obviously, they were figuring things out without Jerry Judy, I think, kind of in the middle of the game there. Yep. There, Nathaniel Hackett was brought to Denver as much for his leadership and energy and, and all of that that changes the building for his play calling and offensive mind. The fact that it was even asked today if he would relinquish play calling Blasphemy. is, I mean, you're joking, but I think no, it's ridiculous. I, yeah. No, I mean, look, you go out. How long he have we been He was hired like, to call plays yeah, here, exactly. and he's being asked after two weeks. Not only two weeks. It's not like they're 0-2 and they've scored. They've been shut out. They won they yesterday. Ball. Yes. And he's they being asked if he's going to and he's going to be asked if he's giving up play calling. That to yes. me is is just preposterous. That's pushing it a little bit. That's too preposterous. Far. Yeah. Now, if you want to ask if he's going to have someone help him with game management, that's fine too. But also, he's not going to just say somebody else you handle all of it. That's yeah. the job of the head coach to make those decisions. Yes, you can simplify the process. You can improve the process. You can. Uh, make the communication more seamless, but Nathaniel Hackett is going to call the plays here because that's what he was brought here to do. And you see, pl- you see coaches all over the league call plays. Yep. Kyle Shanahan, who they're playing this week, Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur. Yes. I mean, I could go on and on about head coaches that call plays. There's no reason why Nathaniel Hackett should even be asked about that. Yeah, even here in Denver, I mean, Vic Fangio called defensive <sighs> plays. Vance Joseph called defensive plays. Gary Kubiak called offensive plays. I mean, you could just keep going back, and there's your answer. We got some sunlight coming in here. Ben Swanson's uh, going to be uh, changing things up here. Did Vance call defensive plays? I think he did. Oh, maybe, did he not? I wasn't sure if Joe Woods maybe called. Oh, maybe Joe Woods did. Defensive plays. Oh, the the, the lighting. The we were close. Is, yeah, we were close, Swanson. Hard to adjust but, with the sun, but yes, the, the, I think that people just need to calm down a little bit. I think that it's easy to overreact a little bit here. The crowd is booing. They have the right to boo. But if you start feeding into, like, this narrative, let's just calm down a second Give him, a, give him a He's, fair shake. Yeah, and They're the other one thing and is, one. like, part of the success is the chemistry that he has with Russell Wilson. Yes. That, that is going to improve with time. And so if you make a big change now, it's like, well, what was this whole offseason of working and coming up with these game plans and being on the same page and being in the headset there? Well, this, and, yeah. Yeah, you th- you think we're fired up? Amanda's over here. She's just full of rage, just pounding the she table. Just threw her beer across yeah, the just, room. They didn't like that here Swanson's at the farm. Gone. Swan- yeah, Swanson just Swanson's got hit. Gone. I, I I will say this, Phil, and I don't mean to. This is not a a shot at anybody, but also, who do they want to call offensive plays? Uh, that is true. I mean, I think that uh, Kubiak could probably do that. Oh, Clint. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, I do think that you brought in Nathaniel Hackett because of his offensive mind. That's true. Clint does so have offensive and, play calling experience, but that, that's something that like Matt Nagy got asked in Chicago after like three years. Yeah, exactly. You don't it's you just, don't ask that after two weeks. Yeah, and then look, they're working on things with Russ, with Russ, and I, you know, we talked about this all offseason that this was going to take some time. I think if the Broncos just execute a little bit better in the red zone we're not really even having a conversation like this so. no and yesterday was by no means perfect but if you score in the red zone there the game is probably 20 to to six or 24 to six and you're probably not like yeah. you're probably not feeling like oh we just crushed them but you're feeling better and obviously if you convert in seattle yeah you win the game right. and then you're but talking about this i'll say houston also had a couple of drops down in their side so if they convert then maybe you're talking about a different well, thing so they had kind of one possession inside the 10 that yeah that was the only time they really challenged denver yeah so uh, i do think it goes both ways there and you win some and you lose some and the broncos now one and one through two weeks here i think that uh the, the broncos are expecting a little bit of a better performance against the texans but at the end of the day you're one and one so you gotta be happy yeah and the, where you are i know it's a week-to-week league and everyone is expecting perfection right now I just want I want people to keep things in perspective that yep. 
you know, Phil, we went through the schedule before the year, and I, I said, hey, if the Broncos can get to week six, through week six, and they're three and three, it's not what you want, but the rest of the schedule sets up in a way that you can survive that, and so... I do think we talked about being getting off to a hot start, though, and the importance because that, right. the month of December, January, well, brutal. But, but say you, say you get through the next couple of games, and hopefully the Broncos are five and one, obviously, and not three and three. But if you're three and three, well, then you have home games against the Jets. You get to play the Jaguars, who obviously looked good, but you would still hope you could beat them. You play the Panthers. You play the Raiders at home. There are chances. I think you, you just got to get through these next few weeks continually improve show signs of progress that's what's most important to me obviously you want these wins but can they show that they're making strides and that they're learning from some of these things that's critical most definitely you gotta you gotta keep improving keep building keep growing and then hopefully you start to hit your stride a little bit that's what uh, king spence 99 says here so many injuries i think the broncos will hit their stride around week six rattle off six straight wins King Spence 99 says this, uh, being able to bring back Simmons, hopefully a healthy O-line, get some receivers back, and then you'll be really cooking then. So, Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that kind of that you're going to find your stride at some point. You know, Jets, Jaguars, Titans, Raiders, Panthers. I mean, those are games that you can you can win those games. Yeah. And I, I think right now it's hard to think of this team as a dominant team because of what you've seen the last two weeks. But the talent is there. Yeah, I think certainly we've seen from Russell Wilson and his past the ability to rattle off wins. They're going to get better. Yeah, and listen, when it's not a finished product. When the Broncos in 2012 were two and three, there were probably not very many people that were sitting there saying they're about to rattle off 11 straight wins. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but yeah, they didn't lose again. Well, until the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I don't even really remember. You don't really that count game. that. Yeah, I don't. I've had a lot of therapy done on that, and I don't even remember that. So, uh, Eric, uh, we are live at Breckenridge Brewery Farm Home. Farm Home. I'm comfortable yeah, saying you might, Farm Home now. Yeah. It's a farm home. We're in Littleton, Denver metro area, off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. Brewery Lane. We're here every Monday from 530 to about 615 or so, right up to the lead-up of Monday Night Football, usually. 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 We're also live on the Broncos' official YouTube page, so... Check us out there if you don't live in the area. If you live in the area, come on down. That's right. You know, just hang out. Come say hi. You know, it's nice. We got Amanda here. We got Ben Swanson here. We're rocking and rolling. I think if you tell them about Ben Swanson, they might not want to come. He'll draw you. It's yeah. kind of like, a, you know, like a carnival. The car- yeah, the, the cartoon, the yeah. caricature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, we got about five or so minutes left uh, in this show. So uh, let's look ahead a little bit to the 49ers. I know we'll do that on the episode of the Neutral Zone coming out on Thursday. I love that episode. It's one of my favorites. One of really. my top two episodes it's of the really week. It's really one of the best here. Uh, Anthony Bomer, our friend from last week. Definitely remember him. I don't know if I should feel better than I do about last week or not. A win is a win, though. Go Broncos. You feel better after this one or the Seattle game? Ooh. I think, I think this one. You got a win. Um, which was critical. You needed to to show, I think, that you could withstand some resilience or some adversity and, and get a victory. I thought the defense was tremendous. Good. And I think some of my concerns about Justin Simmons not being in there and communication Kane errors. Stearns played pretty well, huh? You never nice, heard his name really yep, called. Came up, made a big tackle on the running back. A nice job. They didn't have those communication errors. Um, so I feel really good about this defense. I do think the fact that you saw the offense being able to survive a bad day and still find a way to win was encouraging. Um, and listen, there I don't want to say – I'm trying to think of the right word. I guess you could say it's like understandable that the Broncos could lose in Seattle, given the emotion of that, given that it was week one. It, it just everything that went into that game, I think you can kind of understand that there would be a loss there. This game would have been really hard to understand if it was a loss. Yes, and at home you couldn't. And so I couldn't have stomached it. No, you wouldn't. You said I you texted me at one point. You said I'm not coming tomorrow if they don't yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the fact that the Broncos won, I, I think, is encouraging, and you can make all these corrections with the benefit of a win. Yes, that's easier to stomach. That's it. what good teams do. Is uh, last year, Phil, if the Broncos had won 16 to nine against the Texans, I think we would have been like. All right. We're moving on. That's hey, way to get one done at home. Yeah. The expectations are higher now. 
What did the Broncos start last year? 4 0? 3 0. 3 0. Yeah. And then I think they were 3 and 4. Yeah, after that it turned. We'll have to see. That. Hopefully this Broncos team keeps growing, keeps getting better. Well, I what? just I think last year you were, you were you were happy with wins no matter what. You were just happy to get a victory no matter what it looked like. Yeah. This year we're like, oh, they only they only won by what, 7? Yeah. They only won by seven. 7. That's not good enough. It didn't look good in the second and third quarter. We got to be a lot better, which is it's it's all true, yeah. but also it's nice that the standards have changed a little bit. Uh, Brandon Walker says, my wife says hello to the fellas. What a great show, she says. Thanks, Brandon's wife. Hello, Brandon's wife. Uh, is it okay to say Mrs. Walker or Miss Walker? I don't Just hello. Yeah. So, like, thank you Normally, for watching. Uh, Truth 1000. Tom's wife might not be pleased that you're. Who's? Tom's. Tom's wife? Why would she not be happy? Well, normally she, she likes her shout out from you. I haven't heard Just, from Tom. No. Kind of disappointing. He used to. He used to care. He used to care. Yeah, he used to tough, care. Tough. Tough look. Uh, Truth 1000 says this show is only 45 minutes now. Last year it was an hour. We say 6:15, but it's a little bit of a gray area. Yeah, it's. You know, when we finish, we finish. Yeah, so, like, that's you know, right. When it roll, it's a little bit of a moving. Uh, Your clock management not good. Clock management not great. And yours, yours has no help, no hope of being uh, fixed. Yeah, everything's already off of my plate, and I still can't really do yeah. it. So. Yeah, you have literally nothing else have, to do, and you yeah. still can't. And do I it. still really can't do it. I don't even have a headset. <laughs> you know, uh, Truth One Thousand also says, "What is the 49ers' biggest strength?" What should the Broncos be most worried about in the matchup in the coming week? They're good, man. This is a different 49ers good. team than maybe we initially thought. Trey Lance carted off, air casted. It's never good when they put the air cast on right there. No, it's not. He, had, he already had his ankle surgery today in, at Stanford. Tweeted out a nice little picture there. We wish Trey Lance a healthy recovery. Minor setback for Speed. a major yeah. comeback. I text, we never I, want to see a young up-and-coming player like that. Never want to see injury like of that. Of course That's not. Sad. I did text our friend Ben Swanson. I said, you never see a major setback for a minor comeback. You don't ever see that. No. You always see a minor setback for a major. It's just interesting. A major, yeah. When was the last time you saw You never a major, saw one of those. Yeah. I've never seen one. No minor. Yeah, you don't want a minor comeback. I will say I watched the game today, the Niners-Seahawks game. Oh, yeah? Apol research? Apologies to Seattle because they were focused on going undefeated. They were, yeah. Which didn't happen. I noticed our friend Shelby Harris didn't do too much. Yeah, he didn't do a post-game interview? Uh, well, I don't even think he had a tackle in the game. Oh. Yeah. Well, they said they were going to be the 72 Dolphins. It didn't happen. So, didn't apologies happen. to them. Um, what I will say is that I watched the 49ers. I think it was about two drives with Trey Lance. Man, they look good with Trey Lance. They look good with Trey. They look good. They're running the read option. He's throwing it down the field. It is. It stresses your mind, I think, as it does as much as it does like your physical Lights abilities. It, it is tough. And so, when he went out, I was like, okay, well, this might actually be be good because there's a sentiment that like Jimmy going in now is actually better for the Niners' short-term hopes. Yeah. And then I watched Jimmy, and I'm like, man, they're still really good. He went and he balled out. He balled out. Yeah, he balled out. Debo Samuel got hit behind the line of scrimmage on one play, took off for a 65-yard game. They know how to use their weapons. Jimmy, really accurate. Brandon Ayuk. Play action, of course. Yeah. Pride of Arizona State, if I'm correct. Yes. Could You think he's they, interested Arizona in that head coaching could, vacancy yeah, or no? Yeah, they could use him right now. I maybe, think. They could, maybe we could call and suggest that before yeah. this weekend. Say, hey, yeah. they need you down, down there yeah. in Tempe. That's a good. It's a good 49ers team. I mean, they went to the NFC Championship game last year. They were a few plays away from playing in the Super Bowl. I think that is how that works. So, when you go to the NFC Championship, you are one step away. But that was a very close. I didn't say step. I said there are a few plays away. Little few, bit of a few difference. Few plays is less and than Jimmy one G step. Jimmy G was banged up at the end of last year. That's true. Few plays he is threw, much different threw, than one step. What's less? Well, because a step, you don't know what that means. Like a, a step could be like an entire game as a step. Uh -huh. And I'm talking about a few plays, so a few plays is less than a game. Got it. Makes you think. Makes you Certainly think. does. But that's a good 49ers team. Of course, Kyle Shanahan. First game one, coaching one the, here. Uh, huh? It'll be his first game coaching back here. Back in Denver, yeah. But he roamed those sidelines for a long he time. He roamed them, man. Yeah. If you go back and look at a lot of the old, like, uh, you know, films footage from uh, 97, 
the, those Super Bowl runs. Right next to Mike Shanahan on the sideline, Kyle Shanahan. And you're right behind him. Back in those days, you had cable. Yeah. I was not there. You weren't there? No, I wasn't. I was watching on TV, though. In college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you had to hold the headset. You know, you had, of course. Was of course. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, he was doing some video stuff, I think. Not quite that early, of course. Not quite that early. You guys were just, he was throwing you in a locker, right? Mike McDaniel went to my high school. That's right. No, he was, he was a, a nice, senior, nice guy. I was guy. a freshman. Yeah, he's had a lot of success. How about of the Dolphins, course. huh? Great win. Very nice win. But, yes, Kyle Shanahan uh, making his return. One of the more accomplished play callers in the NFL, I would say. You know, uh, so it's going to be a challenge, I think. Uh, the defense is good. Defense is really good, too. The Broncos are going to have to be a lot better, more efficient. You can't have these penalties that knock you back because even if you're on schedule, this defense is still going to be really challenging to move the ball against. Big games for uh, DJ Jones at K1 Williams. Yeah, I think even more so. Teams. Yeah, of course. But, but Garrett Bowles and whoever starts at right tackle, you got to be really good. I'm talking about the emotional aspect. I, of you like the, you like the emotion. Yeah. I like but knowing yes. who's going to stop Nick Bosa. Yeah, that's scary. Huh? That's a little bit that's scary. a little bit scary. A little bit scary. Bowles, you know, he likes to walk off with Russ. What do you think about that? Garrett Bowles. Bowles. You like that? That was nice. Um, since we are uh, running out of time here, I just have one last thing I wanted to talk to you about, okay? <laughs> Is that okay? That makes me a little nervous the one way you said thing. that. Uh, this hasn't been reported too much, but just that, fi- that f- final uh, uh, drive to go to score the touchdown to Salbert, uh-huh. the start of the fourth quarter, that yep. drive there. Uh, we've heard that Russell Wilson, you know, like pulled the team together and kind of gave yeah. this big speech. They were facing third and long. 16. And, uh, you know, they made the big play to Sutton and then three plays later hit Eric Sauber for the touchdown. You read my story. No, I watched the game. <laughs> Are you sure? The rest of your takes, it kind of doesn't necessarily seem like it. Are these your takes? The first the first takes didn't first seem take? like it. This one does. Okay. Well, I was just wondering. What, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, we heard Russell Wilson talk so much uh, post-game that, hey, this is a championship. Uh, uh, you have to have this championship wording, championship language. You have to have this mentality. Your confidence can never waver. And he, do you think that that rallied the troops a little bit there? I think it had nothing to do with it, Phil. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> do you think that that kind of stuff makes yeah, a difference? Yeah, no, I... I I don't I'm know if it's. I don't know if that kind of leadership really. Of course do you think it does. That, that kind of made them. Of course it does. Better. I don't. I don't know if it's that speech in particular, or if it's how Russell goes about his business all the time, or I mean. if it's the way he is in practice. But I think in general, these guys believe as long as he's out there, they have a chance. I think if the Broncos yeah. were down seven points with 30 seconds left and they took over at their own 30-yard line, I think they would still believe with Russ that they had some sort of chance. And so that, you think that kind of stuff matters, you know, just like, yes, you know, of course. like keeping them together, keeping them rallied, that, keeping them focused, that, believing. How many times have we seen this team over the last five years get into a losing streak and then not be able to break out of it? And Brandon McManus mentioned that a few weeks ago. Of, hey, we, we seem like we have a really good team. How are we going to react when we have a tough moment, when we face yep. adversity? They were able to get out of that in this game, and we'll see how it goes moving forward. Obviously, it's very early in the season, but... I think a lot of that is Russ, and that's Russ is more. You listen to George Payton talk. Russ is more than just throwing the ball down the field. He's more than more than the moon balls. You know, he's he transforms the way that the people. Culture. Yeah, culture. of course. And so that's just as critical as anything he does yeah. from an X's and O's standpoint. Yeah, Eric Salbert said that he didn't even hear really the booze or like he was. He just said that like within the huddle, Russ kept them locked in. That sounds like some nice locker room talk to me. But, uh, you don't buy it. But, uh, but hey, if it worked and they if rallied it works, the it team works. and you believe, uh, I think that that is important. So, Truth1000 says, these guys sound like 49ers hype guys. It's okay to respect the opponent. Okay, hey, so this guy who has Truth1000 in his name, Truth1000. he doesn't like well, hearing he the truth? Well, he listens to the show a lot, so let's calm down a little bit. He doesn't like hearing the truth? <laughs> uh, I will say I'm We're, the guy who predicted 38 points against the Texans. Yeah, so that's so. not the truth. That was not the truth last week. But it's okay to respect your opponent. I respect of course the it. They're good at, they're, this would be a really quality win for the Broncos. How's that? Yes, that's, a, that's a nice little twist there. It's a quality win, but I think a win that is manageable. 
I, like, you know, after the Seattle game. Should the Broncos win this game? Yes. Wow. Yes, they should. Wow. Like, after the Seattle game, we talked. We said, okay, now the Broncos have to go out and steal a win. Yep. I don't think this is that, stealing a win. I don't think so. This is not, not – I wouldn't say, like, oh, they beat the 49ers, uh, where they're even. I think, like, stealing a win is like going to Kansas City and winning, going to Baltimore and winning. Those are stealing wins. I don't Go, think that is this going is going to Tennessee stealing. and winning? I want to see what Tennessee does tonight against is, the, the Bills. Okay, that's a little bit of a hedge. Is going that's to, not a hedge. Is, I want to see what Tennessee is about. Is going to, I don't well, know they're, if they're that's losing be right now. Game. Is going to Las Vegas and winning? Is that stealing a win? No. I don't think so. I think I think winning in Las Vegas is easier than beating the 49ers this weekend. Really? Yeah. Wow. The 49ers were, were well, a Final Four them. team last year. They're, that's a good football team. Final Four, huh? Yeah. Did we already talk about that? I think we did. I think we did. They are a good football team. They're a good football That would be a very – that would be the best win of the Nathaniel Hackett era. It would be. Yeah, it would be. On Sunday night football. Yeah. A lot of attention will Makes be on the think. Broncos. Yes. A lot of eyeballs. So Cer- Certainly. Uh, it's a big week for the Broncos. Uh, they're at home. 3,100 no-shows, Eric, against the Texans. I expect that number to be much lower uh, on Sunday night. You thought that was too high. I thought that was a little bit high. Russell Wilson making his home debut. Yeah, it was a lovely day. It was nice outside, but I think this week Broncos country is going to be fired up. I thought Ben Swanson was going to be there, but he was off, I think, in the foothills enjoying the sunshine. distance uh, shot of this It was beautiful. I saw it this morning. It was beautiful. We'll have much more uh, coming up on the 49ers and Broncos matchup uh, coming up on the Thursday episode of the Neutral Zone. That's uh, right. Eric, I just checked my watch. It's about that time that we say goodbye. It's that time. We're here at Breckenridge Brewery's Farm Home every Monday from 5.30 to about 6.15. That's right. Sometimes just we just depends. you just can't get rid of us. It just depends on how much energy we got going. you know. But that, it's right around there, right around the start of Monday Night Football. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show. We've been live on the Broncos YouTube page. We hope. You can find us there. We don't really Monday. know. Well, if we're speaking this, they probably were there. That's true. And they're watching it. But it will be up on Broncos uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Sirius, I believe. I think It'll so. be everywhere. Stitcher. Stitcher. I don't know about TuneIn. Probably not. not pro- I don't know. Probably not. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. But we'll have much more coming up on Thursday. That's going to do it for us, for Ben Swanson and Amanda. <laughs> Gerlock? Is that I, I don't, Yeah, I said Gerlock, right? Gerlock. Amanda Gerlock. My apologies. And Eric Dahl, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The The Neutral Neutral Zone. Zone.